Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while you're waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. This is a special series, a field guide for Christian leaders. We're reaching back over 1,500 years to bring you a leadership classic from St. Gregory the Great, a week-by-week look at timeless wisdom from the past. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Book 2, Chapter 4, Keeping Confidence and Staying Silent. A few years back, when I taught more face-to-face courses than online, there were two sorts of people who often showed up in class. There was the dominator, who couldn't stand silence in the classroom. I'd ask a question, and guess who would answer? So I'd ask a follow-up question to engage more conversation. And guess who would answer? Finally, I'd say, anyone else? And after several seconds of silence, guess who? Now, the other sort of person who was often in class was the, the thoughtful introvert, the person who had something to say but didn't want to interrupt, and maybe it's not that important anyway, and I'm sorry to be a bother. They would never interrupt anyone. So here's what I did. I started carrying poker chips with me to class, and at the start of class discussion, everyone in the room got four chips. They couldn't trade them, they couldn't give them away, and they had to spend a chip every time they wanted to add a comment to the conversation. No one got more chips until everyone had spent theirs. Now this is a good strategy because the introverts in class were aware that they had to participate to get rid of their chips. The dominators had to weigh their words and assess whether what they wanted to say was worth a whole chip. I only had to use this strategy once with a class of students, and they learned how to manage themselves. St. Gregory is encouraging us in a similar mindset. How are you going to spend your chips? How are you going to use your words well? And that brings us to this. And now, the Lexeme of the day. Loquacity. (laughs) So there's a word for that? Loquacity is the tendency to talk too much. Way more than necessary. So much that you wear out your listeners. That's it. Loquacity. So let's see what Gregory has to say. The Field Guide for Christian Leaders that the ruler should be discreet in keeping silence, profitable in speech. The ruler should balance discreet silence and beneficial speaking. It is a fine balance, because you don't want to speak what should be withheld, or withhold what ought to be spoken. In the same way as talking too much leads to trouble, indiscreet silence could leave people in need of instruction. If a ruler is afraid of losing the favor of others, uh, they might turn timid when it comes to speaking the things that are right. As the voice of truth says in John 10, 12, they serve as hirelings rather than faithful shepherds. When the wolf comes, they hide themselves under silence. These are the ones that the Lord rebuked through the prophet, calling them dumb dogs that cannot bark in Isaiah 56. And again, he complained, saying, You have not gone up against the enemy. You haven't opposed a wall for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. Ezekiel 13.5 
To go up against the enemy is to speak freely against the powers of this world in defense of the flock. To stand in the battle for the day of the Lord is to have such a love of justice that you resist bad people when they contend against us. If a shepherd fears to say what is right, it's like turning a blind eye for the sake of keeping the peace. On the other hand, if he puts himself in front to protect the flock, he opposes the enemy. This is why the Lord says, Your prophets have seen false and deceptive visions. They've not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes. Lamentations 2.14 In sacred language, teachers are sometimes called prophets, so that they point out the present things are fleeting and passing away, and by pointing out the things to come. False prophets see false things because they refuse to correct faults, and they flatter evildoers by promising that everything is going to be okay. They don't draw sinners to repentance, and they won't risk correcting them. Call it what you want, reproof, rebuke, correction, but no matter what you call it, it is the key to discovery. Speaking truth into people's lives may disclose their faults to them and shine light on sins that they were not even aware of. This is why Paul said that he must be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to correct those who contradict it. The prophet Malachi said that the lips of a priest should guard knowledge and people should seek instruction from his mouth. Malachi 2.7 Isaiah tells the priest to cry aloud, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet. If you are a leader in the church, if you have taken the office of a herald, you are crying aloud ahead of the coming judge who follows and brings terrible judgment. And if you don't know how to proclaim God's message, you are a mute herald. Have you forgotten that the Holy Spirit descended on the first pastors with the appearance of tongues of fire? Acts 2.3 Whoever he fills, he also makes eloquent. God told Moses that when the priest goes into the tabernacle, he should wear bells. The sounds of preaching should accompany him so that his silence does not provoke judgment. His sound must be heard when he goes into the holy place before God and when he comes out so that he will not die. The bells are included in his attire because the psalmist said, let your priests be clothed in righteousness. This signifies that the works of the priest and the words of his mouth should proclaim a godly way of life. When a leader prepares to speak, consider it thoughtfully and cautiously. If he lets himself be pressured into speaking, those who listen could be wounded by his error, especially if he wants to seem wise more than he wants to be wise. The truth says, have salt in yourself and have peace with one another, Mark 9:50, And salt signifies the word of wisdom. Don't let your eloquent words disturb the unity of those who hear. This should strike fear into your heart. That's why Paul warns that no one should think himself more highly than he ought to think, but think with sober judgment. In the priest's vestment, there are pomegranates between the bells, and pomegranates signify the unity of the faith. Inside a pomegranate are many seeds protected by one outer rind. The unity of the faith unites the diverse and innumerable people of the Holy Church, bound together by the innumerable merits of the Church. As a leader, 
All you say should be tempered with cautious watchfulness. You do not want to say what is wrong, but you also want, don't want to say too much of what is right. It's possible to say too much when people are not ready to hear it, or worse, when they've grown tired of hearing it. What we say should be a benefit to those who listen. This is why Moses said that if a man has a discharge of seed, he is unclean. Leviticus 15.2. It's as though he is addicted to too much speaking, and he defiles himself through what could have been used properly and helped those who listen. What people hear is the seed of thought that follows, planted in the ear, sprouting in the mind. Why waste that opportunity? This is why Paul admonished his young disciple Timothy with the words, I charge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Preaching out of season assumes that there is an in-season, and learning the difference will help recognize the opportunity and tune your words for the greatest impact. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. The paraphrase of St. Gregory's work, along with supporting content, was developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson. As always, our sound engineer is Brick Martin. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. And the closing music is from Javier Cugat, Brazil. Great Ridge Station is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Stay with us on this. We're eagerly awaiting your next visit to Great Ridge Station.